Bruce Johnson here, president and founder of Biscalers and the Biscalers Club. And today I want to talk to you about how to create a vision statement that inspires. How to create a vision statement that inspires. Several years ago, I created a video on what's the difference between mission and vision. And if you Google that nowadays, you'll see it's the top video that comes up, a couple hundred thousand views on it. And because it was successful, I ended up creating another one because someone asked about, you know, how do I write a great mission statement? And so I created a video on what makes a mission statement a great mission statement. Uh, but no one actually asked about a vision statement until this past week. And somebody said, you know, have you created a video or some kind of training on how to create a great vision statement? So I thought uh, this would be the perfect time to eventually do that. So today I'm going to go to the computer and do this on the screen because it's easier for you probably to see the vision statements than it is for me just to tell you what they are. It'll be a lot easier to, for you to understand them. So let's go now to the computer and you'll be able to see this. So now we're going to talk about how to create a vision statement that inspires Let's first start out by talking about what a vision statement is. So the difference between mission and vision is that mission is about what you do. A vision is about what you see. So you think of the word vision, it's about something in the future. A vision statement then, different than a vision, describes what you see your business becoming in the future. It's a statement about what that future is going to look like. It should not be something that's fully true of you right now because if it is, it's not really visionary. It's a reality, right? Vision is about something in the future. Now, there is a difference between a vision and a vision statement. Your vision for your business could have lots of visions. You know, if you asked me, I probably have somewhere between 50 and 100 different visions about my company, but I have a vision statement, which is just one statement that summarizes all of that in a simple sentence. So uh, there are some people right now who say, you don't need a vision statement, you just need a vision. Other people say, no, you need, just need a vision statement. It's not an either or, it's a both and. Whatever helps you develop a great business is what you need. A vision statement helps do that because it's gonna help you get motivated, it'll help your people get motivated, it'll help you make decisions about what you do and what you don't do, and it also, and this is very important, it'll help you attract great talent, and it'll also, in many cases, help you keep some of your customers and clients because they'll really own on to the vision that you have for your company. Now, your vision statement is primarily internal. It's to motivate you and your people, but sometimes it does, in fact, motivate the other people that you're trying to get to be a part of your community. So let's talk now about what makes a vision statement a good vision statement. Because if you have a good vision statement, it is going to inspire people. If a vision statement doesn't inspire, it is not a good vision statement. In fact, that's where we're going to start. So I'm going to give you four different keys today. Uh, this is kind of a sub-training, a smaller version of what I would do in the Biscalers Club, but I think you're really going to enjoy this. So the first rule is that it should be aspirational. So if you have a vision statement and it doesn't somehow inspire and motivate you and your people, then just rework it because it is not a good vision statement. If it doesn't have an aspirational component to it, it's probably not. That's why you often see uh, someone will have a vision statement. It'll start off to be the go-to or to be the best or to be the premier or something along those lines or be the preeminent. Uh, those words are fine because they're aspirational words. And if that works for you, that's great. Now, the example I want to give you here is one from Mid-Atlantic Federal Credit Union, a company I worked with uh, several years ago. And when I first came to them and looked at their strategic plan, this was their vision statement. It was to be a good community partner. Now, that's really not very aspirational. It's not a bad statement, but it really didn't get people out of bed uh, that day. Uh, you want something that's going to get you out of bed. In fact, earlier this morning, I woke up at 3.51 and uh, I was thinking about the vision for my company, right? It got me excited at 3.51 in the morning. I usually don't get up that early. Um, a 5 a.m. person, but not a 3.51. So being a good community partner, not a great aspirational thing. It's a good statement, but it doesn't get people out of bed. So I asked them, what would 
it be that would get you out of bed? What would get you excited? What would make you thrilled thinking about where this company would be, you know, say five, 10 years from now? And as we talked about it, there was one statement, one phrase that people use that when someone would say it, I could notice the nonverbals. Remember, nonverbals always speak louder than verbals. Everybody around the table would go, yeah, that's it. And that phrase was to be a billion dollar credit union. Now, billion dollar, I usually don't like to put numbers in statements, but for them, when I asked them, what does a billion dollar signify? To them, what it meant, and we're talking about a million billion dollars under assets, assets under management. They had 250, so they had a quarter of a million. And if they could get to a billion, um, a quarter of a billion, sorry, if they had a, you went from 250 to a billion, well, then all of a sudden they would get really excited about that because now they would be one of the big boys, right? They'd be a playa. And so we revised it and said it, their vision was to be a billion-dollar credit union known for three things, their customer service, innovation, and we kept community service because that was important. It was hard-baked into who they were. It was something they aspired to, but it, it wasn't the real driver. The real driver was to be a billion-dollar credit union, and they wanted to be known for these three things, for customer service, for innovation, coming up with new products and services, and to be a good partner in the community. So they put all that together. When we put that down on a piece of paper, everyone went, yeah, that's it. So if you come up with a vision statement and it doesn't you know, somehow motivate and inspire you, it doesn't get you out of bed in the morning, then rework it, right? You need to find something that works for you. It should be aspirational. If it doesn't meet that, rework it. Number two, the second one is it should be short and easy to memorize or remember. So if you have a paragraph or if you have multiple paragraphs, scrap it. That is not a good vision statement. You can have lots of visions. Like I said, you could have 50 different visions, but ultimately you want to collapse all of that into one statement that is really easy to use. And so what I'm going to give for you as an example now is the one I use for BizScalers, my company right now. And the reason I'm going to do that is because I always like to know that the person who's teaching something actually practices what they preach. It's kind of like going to school. I don't remember if you took any courses in education and having the prof in education tell you that the day of, pre of lecture was over when they were lecturing. Right? Like you'd say, do they not understand what they're saying? So I want to let you know that I actually practice what we're preaching. So I left pastoral ministry back in 2005, started coaching, consulting companies, was doing that for a number of years, helping people grow and scale their companies. And realized last year that it was time to make a change that instead of working one-on-one -on -one with companies, I wanted to become an educational company and be able to work with hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands of members. And so when I did that, I said, no, I need to you know, take my own medicine. So what kind of vision would compel me and then pull the team together? Uh, so how would I put that together in one simple phrase? Because I had all kinds of visions. And I came up with this phrase. It was to build the ultimate lifelong learning community, to build the ultimate lifelong learning community for business owners and entrepreneurs who want to scale their businesses. It's short and it's easy to remember. There are four key words here, ultimate lifelong learning community. Like that's pretty easy to get. Now, ultimate for me means that it's the kind of place where everything is in one place. When I was uh, leading our church, and I was trying to grow it. I was like trying to find the information. I had to go to 50 different places. I had to ask all kinds of people. No, I want one place where you could go, where everything that you need to grow and scale a company is there. You need strategy, got it. You need leadership, got it. You need to put someone under a performance improvement plan, you got it. You needed some training on you know systems, got it. You need some training on a marketing campaign, got it. Like everything in one place, the ultimate to me, that's the ultimate. Lifelong, so we're not trying to create a course that someone takes for six or eight weeks and then they move on. 
we want people to be here for as long as they're a member, right? So if you're leading a business and you're going to lead that business for 10 years, we want you to be here for 10 years. We want to add so much value that you can never imagine leaving. So we want to create the ultimate lifelong learning community. So if you someone doesn't like learning, there are plenty of business owners and entrepreneurs who don't like learning. But for those who do, those who know that in order to grow their business, they have to learn things because you can't execute on what you don't know. Uh, so we want them to realize this is a place I have to be because I love learning and it's a community. And as we're adding hundreds and thousands of different members and people start connecting, we start having more events and we start having conferences and we start having, you know, we're thinking about putting it at a conference center and we do all those things and create other experiences. How do we create this learning community where business owners and entrepreneurs can't imagine not being because the value that they get from this is so incredible. So how do we create the ultimate lifelong learning community? Very easy to remember. For who? For business owners and entrepreneurs. So it's not for, you know, educators, for example, or government officials or something like that. And it's for those business owners and entrepreneurs who want to uh, scale their businesses. So there are plenty of business owners and entrepreneurs who really don't want to scale at all, right? They just want to make an income and they're happy with that. That's fine, but that's not who we're after, right? So we want to create the ultimate lifelong learning community for business owners and entrepreneurs who want to scale their businesses. By the way, there's a double entendre in here. Uh, we're talking about the community, so you have to use the plural businesses, but part of our vision is that people who are part of BizScalers will not only get the idea of how to scale up their company, but they'll love doing it, so they want to do it over and over again. They literally will become a BizScaler as who they are. So whether they do that in a serial fashion, they scale their business up, sell, start another one, scale it, sell it, or they have a portfolio of companies that they're growing and scaling, doesn't make any difference for us. We want to create that kind of community that they always want to be a part of because we're giving them the value that they need to be able to do that. So that's kind of our vision. Is it simple, short, easy to remember? Absolutely. And uh, hopefully you want to be a part of the BizGellers community as well. So short and easy. If it's not, get rid of it, work on it, make it easy. All right, that brings us to number three. The third key that I'd say is it should connect with what you actually do or what you actually want to do. And I'm going to give you some bad examples this time instead of good examples, because in this case, uh, sometimes we learn better from bad examples. So let me give you one of my favorite bad examples of a, a vision statement. And it comes from Caterpillar, right? That's, uh, that's earth-moving equipment. And so this is their vision statement, to be the global leader in customer value. Okay, first of all, that has absolutely nothing to do with what they actually do, right? So it's a terrible vision statement. Secondly, it's about customer value. Who determines customer value? Not the company. The customer does, right? So they have no control over that. And then how do you determine what value is for a customer? For example, if uh, I happen to be in an accident and an ER doctor uh, ended up bringing me back to life, I think that's kind of like the ultimate customer value. <laughs> like, There's no way Caterpillar could ever compete with that. So there's no way they could do it. It's a terrible vision statement. Scrap it. Don't ever do something like that. Let me give you another one that's very common. So this doesn't just, Caterpillar doesn't describe what they do, but Many times what I'll see, and I saw this yesterday with one of the members of BizScalers, uh, they'll come up with something that they actually don't want to create. And so this would be the challenge. And I see this happen a lot, so that's why I want to give it to you. A common mistake would be something like to be the go-to or be the premier, to be the best or be the world-class, right? Company for X. Now, I'm not going to tell you what industry this person was in, but <clears throat> this happens a lot because I see this quite frequently. And so what I said to this person, okay, let's just think about what this says. If you want to be the go-to company and every comp you know, every uh, area has some 800-pound gorilla, they have some big companies, they probably have some companies in every industry which are actually uh, you know, on the exchanges. And, and so I would say, so if you want to do this, and I have nothing against you going after this, by the way, if this is what you want to do, that's great. But 
what this is saying to me is that you plan on having thousands of employees at some point, that you're probably going to take on an outside investment, that you are, might actually do an IPO and end up being on the exchanges. And uh, you know, you're going to do and just kind of unpack all of that. And I say, now, is that exactly what you mean by this? And they almost always go, no. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I knew that ahead of time, right? So to be the go-to company or to take on so-and-so, you have to just say, do I really want that? Is that actually the vision of what I have? And it's not going to inspire you to do that because you're going to realize, I never want to be like that company, first of all. And secondly, you're never going to want to do the things that are necessary to get to that place. So don't use that as a vision statement because it's not going to inspire you. It's not what you actually want to create. Um, I've had people say, you know what, we want to change the face of healthcare. Okay, that's fine. I have nothing against that. But do you really envision that's exactly what you're going to do, that you're actually going to change the way that we have our healthcare policy, that you're going to be able to accomplish what you know uh, Congress can't, and then you're going to change the way that we deal with insurance, and you're going to change the way that um, you know pharma handles what it does, and uh, insurance companies handle their policies. Like, are you really thinking about that? And they always say, no. And I said, good. Well, then let's change your vision statement. Now, if your vision statement is to change healthcare and you're willing to do all that and take on that kind of investment, then go for it. Like, there's nothing wrong with it, but just make sure that your vision statement actually is what you want to do and not just something that sounds like a good platitude. So hopefully uh, you get that. That's step three. Uh, or key number three, it should always connect with what you actually do or you actually want to do. And then uh, let me give you one last one. And this would be, it should describe what you want to build someday in the future. So it should be partially true of you today, but it should describe what you want to build in the future. So the aspiration is the motivation thing and also should be about the future. So I want to give you one from uh, the local area here that I worked on uh, maybe two years ago years ago, uh, the Charleston Metro Chamber of Commerce. And we were working on their strategic plan. We got to the vision statement. And uh, the Charleston Metro Chamber is a little bit different different than most little chambers, like the chamber uh, that we have here in Mount Pleasant, uh, which is similar to one I had back in Gaithersburg in Germantown, uh, usually has a couple staff uh, or, you know, one staff or maybe unpaid staff. And they're primarily focused in on, you know, small networking events and how do we get people to get uh, some business together. The Charleston Metro Chamber at the time when we did this had somewhere between 35 and 40 employees and it was focused a lot more, especially the, the top tier people, on these big issues related to what was going on in the whole region. So issues related to workflow, force development or uh, infrastructure or education, et cetera. They, they were the really um, meaty things that that group of people in that room really got very excited about. And so as we talked about what they really wanted to be and develop, we realized that they really wanted to be kind of at the center. They wanted to be the catalyst, and ultimately they wanted to be the leading catalyst for anything that was happening on a regional development here in the Charleston metro region, and they wanted to be one of the players for that. So we <clears throat> took all the other stuff and pushed it aside, and we said, really, what motivates this team, the group of people here at the center, is they wanted to be the leading catalyst for these large regional advancement issues. But the people, when you have a larger chamber, are also professionals. So these are people who have been in chambers and worked in multiple chambers in er different areas of the country for, you know, many cases, decades. And so they, th they saw working in a chamber as a profession. And so as we talked about what really motivated them, it was actually thinking about the chamber profession itself and how could we influence other people around the country and as we talked about it, really, they started realizing if we could come up with some ideas and models and we could educate other chambers around the world about how to do things differently and how to do things better, like that would really get us excited. 
And so as we worked on their vision statement, that's what we came to, to be the leading catalyst for regional advancement and, so you notice this one has a combination, and an international leader in the chamber profession. And when we put that together, the people in that room, their eyes lit up and they go, yeah, that's what we want to be a part of. That's what we want to create. So if you're thinking about putting together your vision, it should be partially true of you now, but it should be something that you want to build in the future. Because if it's true now, it's not really visionary. It should be something that you can actually see. And, you know, if we did that, that would be really cool. By the way, one of the cool things about this is that a year after they penned this, the Charleston Metro Chamber of Commerce was awarded the Chamber of the Year by the association, I think it's, if I remember correctly, of Chamber of Commerce Executives, ACCE. Um, and, you know, they're actually moving in that direction because that's their vision. So hopefully these four ideas really help you think through about how you could put together a good vision statement for your business. So the four rules again, one, it should be aspirational. So if you put something together as a statement and it doesn't motivate and inspire you and your people, you need to rework it. Secondly, it should be short and easy to memorize. So if you can't, you know, look at it, you know, for a second, memorize it and then repeat it, then go back and do it again, right? You got to make it short and easy because if it's not, then it's not operational. It's not functional. And if it's not operational, why in the world waste the time with it? So short and easy to memorize. Third, it should describe what you actually do. Forget Caterpillar and customer value. That's too funny. Um, or it should also describe what you actually want to do. So think about it. If this actually came true, would we want that? No. Okay, back it off and find something that actually fits what you want to do. And then finally, it should describe what you actually want to build someday in the future. So uh, there are some people who will say, you know, you need to get a vision statement that is rock solid for the next 20 or 50 years. I don't know why that rules around, especially in the way the world changes today. It's so fast. Uh, I would sit there and say, listen, if you change your vision statement a year from now or two years, that's fine. I would suggest that you should come up with a vision that you think for the next three to five years will guide you. If it can guide you for the next 10 or 15 or 20, awesome. But there's nothing wrong with changing. You know, Apple Computer, right, was a computer company and then they got a different vision and they became also a media company and now they... Uh, you know, then they added cell phones. They've added things to their vision that weren't part of their vision before. Like, should they have not done those things? No. You're going to constantly update and change your vision. Um, and there's nothing wrong with doing that at all. You just want to put together one sentence that kind of pulls all of those different visions together in a way that everyone kind of gets it. And when everybody gets it, it should polarize, it should uh, motivate and inspire all of you to want to build something great. And it should help you attract some other talent because they'd say, hey, I want to be a part of that thing as well. So hopefully that gives you a couple things to think about as you're trying to create a vision statement that actually inspires. And uh, if you have some questions, feel free to follow up with me. Hopefully you found this video helpful and this training helpful. If you did, I encourage you to pass this along to some other business owners and entrepreneurs because this is something that almost everyone that I've ever met struggles with. In fact, I very, very rarely, in fact, I can't even think of a time over the last decade plus of, that I've been doing this that I've ever seen a vision statement that stood the test of having a conversation with me, right? They, they almost always need some help because they're usually not great. So pass this along to some other people. And then uh, if you are watching this by video, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're listening to this by a podcast, subscribe there as well. Because as you can guess now, my commitment to you each and every week is to make sure that I'm creating content that is actionable and tactical that you can use right now to begin to grow and scale a more profitable business. So until our next edition, I wish you well to your accelerated success. Bruce out.